You are listening to a Hippily Horror Stories Patreon bonus preview. If you like what you're hearing, stick around to the end to find out how you can get more. You are listening to Hippily Shorts. Thank you so much for your patronage. Hey guys, welcome back to episode 66 of Hibbley Shorts. Hi guys. This is kind of a cool story. This one's it's kind of a two-parter. Mm-hmm. And they really don't have anything to do with each other. It's just one person's experience and then another experience they had. Oh. So it's kind of like a listener's type story, except mm-hmm. they're not a listener. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited to hear what they say. But this one's actually called Connie and the Ouija board. The Ouija board. But we're not going to start off that way. So, But anyway, so... This, this young lady, she grew up in a farm in, in rural New Hampshire, and she had heard a bunch of stories about strange happenings up her right. Mm-hmm. And for generations, her ancestors had passed on to their children these tales of ghosts and unexplainable events and stuff like that. So she developed a, a real love for these type of stories and, it, you know, the ones that would just send chills up and down your spine. That's mm-hmm. what she just loved. Much like Addie. <laughs> oh, yeah. So not all the stories were old because some of them actually had happened in her lifetime. The latest one that she'd heard happened to her sister-in-law, whose name was Connie. And she said that she was kind of following the story when they visited from Maryland as to what happened. So while they were shopping, the children wanted to go buy a Ouija board. Connie said that she didn't want to buy that. And she said she had such a strange experience with one that that scared the crap out of her. Yeah. So they obviously got her to tell the Ouija board story, which is what I refused to do. Oh. So anyway, she said when she was in high school, she had went to a, a church summer camp. One night after she had gone to sleep, one of the girls woke her up, telling her that the Ouija board was saying, I want Connie. I want Connie. So she got up and she kind of started using the Ouija board. It told her, your uncle, and she gave, said that they gave this name, is a prisoner in a Soviet camp in Siberia. She was given a phone number to call and call Washington, D.C., Connie said that she kind of laughed and told the other girls that she didn't have an uncle by that name. When she got home and she told her parents about what the Ouija board told her, her mother got really upset and ran from the room crying. Her father told her, he said, your mother did have a brother by that name. He was captured or lost, depending on who you talk to, in Germany during World War II. He and your mother were very close, and she was so distraught that she still refuses to even mention his name. Oh, man. Her father told her not to call the number and never to mention it again because it was just too traumatic for her mother. She didn't do it? No. No, she didn't do it. So that was the first story that this young lady told. That's really the end of it. Yeah. Just the fact that the Ouija board was right. Oh, that's so creepy. Now, her dad, on the other hand, he had a bunch of different jobs, and one of those was being a logger up in the mountains of northern Vermont. He moved her and her mother to, and, and four other siblings into this little house in Vermont that was close enough so that he could go logging on the camp and still come home on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Now, this was back in like the 1930s. It was before she was born. But her mom told her that it was very cold that winter and that it lived in an isolated area. There was no telephone. So her father drove their old, their old car, which is the only car they had, to the logging camp. So that left her mom without any kind of transportation or a means of communication of any any way, except through a neighbor that lived down the road. So she could go down there and use the phone if she had to. Sounds like uh, Loretta Lynn's 
story. That's exactly what it's like. Look at you remembering <laughs> a story. That was a year ago, and you remember that. Anyway, so one day the neighbor came to the parents' house, and she uh, had a message that her uncle had been killed in an automobile accident in Concord, New Hampshire. Hmm. Now, to get back to, you know, they had to get back to Concord for the funeral and all this stuff. Now, this was her husband's brother. Brother. Oh, this okay. is not the same uncle we were talking about earlier. Okay. That was her mom's brother. So, like I said, two different stories. This was during the week that the mother had no way of communicating to the father, you know, because he was miles away at this logging camp. So the mother said she was worried sick about how she was going to get this message to the, to the dad. And she laid awake most of the night kind of picturing the dead uncle. And yeah. Getting there. So early the next morning, there was a knock on the door. And when she answered it, she found this man standing there who she, she had never seen in her life. He told her that he had come for her father, her, his father's lunch. What? Right. And the mother was surprised because the father always ate all of his meals at the logging camp. Yeah. So she told the stranger that this, but he replied that her dad had sent him after this lunch. So the mother told him that all she had was some cold biscuits left over from the night before. He said, put them in a bag. So she did. And that's how McDonald's was started. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so she went ahead and, and she put them in the bag. And uh, when she gave him the bag of biscuits, she she said, hey, would you tell tell him that his brother had been killed the day before and that he had to come home as soon as possible so they could get to New Hampshire for the funeral? Well, shoot. Well, I mean, what else is she going to do? Well, I know, but golly. That night, the dad came home, right? They bundled up the brothers and the sisters, and they set out to go to Concord. But while driving along, the father turned, told to the mother and said, asked her about that man. Uh-huh. And she said, he said, who was that man that you sent to tell me about my brother dying? And my mom said, well, you know, he's the man that came there, and he said that you had sent, sent him out there to get your lunch. My father said, I've never seen that man before in my life. Whoa. So he, she gave up her good biscuits. Well, I don't think that's the moral of the story. I know, true. That is so weird. How come you don't want to tell your Ouija story? I just don't. Why? I don't know. It's just private. Okay. <laughs> that just makes me curious. I'm sure, and trust me, it's one of those deals of, if I told it, you'd be like, that's it? It's, it would either be, that's it, or, no, that's not what happened. Oh, and, golly. And either way, I just keep it to myself. Okay. So, I told people, but the people I told about it already died. So, they're not going to be telling you about it. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, so, that's that's fine. That's fine. Anyways, but those were really two good stories. Yeah, but we only did one on this episode. I mean, well, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> two parters. Two parter. <laughs> two parter. <laughs> you parter. Thank you, lovely people. This concludes our week of broadcasting. Peace out, bitches. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love y'all. <laughs> hey, guys, if you like what you just heard... We do six of those small bonus episodes every single week. We also do two full-length bonus episodes every month. We do a listener stories episode and then a story that's just like the ones you would typically hear on the regular feed. 
If you're interested in supporting us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com and look up Hillbilly Horror Stories or go to hillbillyhorrorstories.com and there's a direct link right there. Thank you guys so much for what you do for us.